Hey everybody, welcome to Vertical Vision. Uh, before we get started, I want to let you know that I put together a email address for the program. Uh, that email address is connect at verticalvision.site. So that's connect at verticalvision.site. And, you know, I don't want this to be a, a one-way conversation, if you will, and I'm really interested if you've got anything on your heart or mind, any questions, uh, I'd love to dialogue with you. So keep that in mind. If you want to reach out, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, this morning, what, uh, what's on my heart to talk about is the issue of suffering, um, but not so much talk about the whys of suffering. Uh, we could go into that at length. And, you know, we, we suffer because of things we do. We suffer because of things that other people do. We suffer and, and have pain and heartache in our lives just because life can be tough at times. And having answers sometimes will, will help us just kind of wrap our mind around why. But a lot of times having answers doesn't really, doesn't bring, really bring us comfort. It just answers a question. And my hope today is that as we look at uh, a couple of passages in Scripture, that you find comfort, not just in what the Scriptures say, but in God's heart toward you in the midst of the pain or the heartache and suffering that you may be going through, either now or, or in the days to come. We all deal with, with hardship. And... What really prompted this this uh, this topic is that uh, in my in my house I have a little teeny vase. It's about a two and a half inch tall and one inch in diameter vase that uh, really doesn't hold much of of any kind of liquid or anything. And if you were to look at it, you'd say, "Hey." That looks like maybe it held perfume or something, but it's actually a 2,000-year-old glass weeping vase. And back in the ancient Near East, and I guess in other cultures too, when you went through some type of crisis in your life, or uh, heartache, or even something that was joyful and there was weeping involved, people would have these little weeping vases and they would collect their tears in those vases and set those up as memorials so that they could remember those times. Remember the people that those, those tears were associated with and the events they were associated with. And so that little vase is really uh, something that brings comfort to me and encouragement to me and the reason why is found in Psalm chapter 56, verse 8. And to kind of give you the background of what's going on, David is in a time of suffering, a time of heartache, a time of pain. Uh, and it's because he's being chased by Saul. He's on the run. His life is on the line. And all he's doing is just serving God, following God, being a faithful servant even to Saul. 
And yet he's going through all of this hardship and sorrow and grief. And you can read the rest of Psalm 56 and kind of get the picture there. Uh, but listen to what it says in verse 8. David says of God, You have taken account of my wanderings, put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your book? This is a direct reference to that little weeping vase, okay? And what David says here of God is that God actually has taken into account or remembers his wanderings. Uh, some versions of the Bible uh, use the word tossings instead of, of wanderings. But the word there means changeable circumstances of life and misery. And I think that's something we can all relate to where we just find ourselves in misery or those changeable circumstances of life where we're getting kicked around by the, the storms and the winds and waves of life. And sometimes we feel like we're going down, we're going under, and we're not going to be able to come out of it. And that God actually is mindful and sees that and is there for us and is concerned about those times in our life brings me a lot of comfort. Now, sometimes I wish, you know, he'd just grab me and put me on shore and get me out of the storm, but it doesn't always work that way. He's got his reasons and, you know, he'll get us through. And, and I'll talk about that in a minute. But it says also that God puts our tears in his bottle. And that's figurative. But what that picture is, is here's God. And when we are weeping and when we are broken over the hardship and the pain in our life, he's there collecting each one of those tears. And he's mindful of the heartache and the pain that we're suffering. And he you know, figuratively puts them in his book. He takes account for every hurt, every sorrow, because he cares about those things in our life. And each thing that we go through, he's there, he's focused on us, and he's going to get us through. Why do I say that? Well, Suffering and hardship and pain and sorrow and grief are something that the Lord is very, very familiar with, especially Jesus. You know, in Isaiah chapter 53, it says that he is a man of sorrows acquainted with grief. And when you look at that chapter and you see the things that Jesus faced. It wasn't just the cross and the crucifixion and the beatings that uh, were, were suffering and pain and hardship in his life. Jesus, you know, for, for a, a, a moment, for a time, you know, he cried out in pain and sorrow and grief, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And there's that separation there where Jesus took the wrath of God that we deserved upon himself 
And here the second person of the Godhead, Jesus himself, is now in that place where that sin is all put upon him and the judgment and the wrath of God is put upon him. And that's something that he had never experienced where you know you're you're in that relationship with the father and with the spirit and then all of a sudden not all of a sudden it was planned from the beginning but he's in that place of bearing all of that weight upon himself that's hard and jesus knew what it was like to suffer because of the actions of other people. He knew what it was like to betray, be betrayed. He knew what it was like to be scorned by his family and misunderstood by his family. He knew what it was like to suffer the loss of you know, somebody he loved. Look at Lazarus, shortest verse in the Bible, Jesus wept. And even though Jesus knew what he was going to do, the circumstances and all just caused him to grieve. So suffering and, and heartache and pain is something that he is very, very familiar with. Over in um, the book of Hebrews, chapter 5, verses 7 and 8, it talks about how Jesus learned obedience through suffering. You know, I mean, think about this. Jesus being the second person of the Godhead, being God himself, obedience was not something he needed to do because he did what he wanted to do. And it was always right. It was always good. It was always perfect. But to be like us and to be an example for us and to teach us, you know, a key element of following him is obedience. So he learned to obey the Father by suffering. In verse 7 of, of Hebrews uh, chapter 5, it says, In the days of his flesh, that's in his humanity, he offered up both prayers and supplications with loud crying and tears to the one able to save him from death, and he was heard because of his piety. But get this, God didn't say, okay, you're not going to have to go to the cross. He went to the cross, and it says in verse 8, although he was a son, he learned obedience from the things which he suffered. You know, that's, that's the thing about suffering and pain in our lives. God teaches us through those things. And God did not spare his own son that same education. You know, so, so Jesus understands. And you think about the pain and the grief that it's talking about here. Jesus was crying out to his father in the Garden of Gethsemane. And his prayers and his grief and his sorrow was so great that he literally swept blood the blood vessels and the capillaries in his sweat glands and in his eyes were rupturing. And it's actually a medical condition that is very, very rare, but only comes about when there is intense strain and grief and stress and sorrow. And that's where Jesus was. So when, when we're going through things 
and, and we're suffering and hurting, we have a Savior who loves us so much and understands firsthand the weight of suffering, the weight of pain, the weight of grief and hardship. Jesus knows what it's like to suffer because of the actions of other people. He came to die for our sins. And everything that he suffered was in learning obedience and because of our sins and transgressions. So be encouraged when, when you're hurting and when you're suffering because of you know, things you've done or the things that others have done to you or things that are going on. Jesus has been there. And God will give you the grace to get through it. I wish that, you know, we could cry out to God and he would immediately just take the stuff away. Whatever the problem is, fix the circumstances, fix the relationship, fix the challenge, fix the finances, make it all go away. Sometimes he does that. Other times he doesn't. But all times, he gives us what we need to get through it. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 8 through uh, 10, uh, Paul is talking about a thorn in his flesh. And in uh, chapter 12, verses 8 through 10, he's talking about uh, um, just this vision that he's had and how God keeps him in check from getting arrogant. And actually, if you go a little bit further up to verse 7, Paul says, because of the surpassing greatness of the revelation that God showed him, for this reason, to keep me from exalting myself, there was given me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me, to keep me from exalting myself. And there's a lot of speculation about what that thorn in the flesh is, what that messenger of Satan is. Was it uh, an eye condition, a health condition? Um, you know, we, we really don't know. We can only speculate. But to keep Paul in check, God allowed him to suffer this particular thing uh, to, to keep him from getting arrogant, okay? And so in verse 8, he says, Concerning this, I implored the Lord three times that it might leave me. And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am well content with weaknesses, with insults, with distresses, with persecutions, with difficulties for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And, you know, in that context, Paul's talking about for Christ's sake, when he's going through that uh, hardship and the difficult times and the persecutions and such, Because of Christ, he boasts in his weakness because he knows that the grace of God is there to get him through. But I would would say that really with everything that we go through, the grace, the favor, the help of God is there to get us 
through those times, to help us endure those times. And in the midst of it, we grow. In the midst of those times, he's doing his work to either fix or rectify or change. But he, he does what needs to be done and can be done in those circumstances. We just wish it would be on our time frame, not necessarily on his time frame. We, we, we like things to be fixed quick when we're hurting. We want the pain to go away. We want the problem solved. Sometimes it works quickly, sometimes not. But God is there. And it makes me think of Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. And David says in the midst of that, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will not fear for you are with me. And that's key. Whatever you might be going through, whatever you might face, the Lord will take you through it. He will give you the grace and the strength to make it through. And getting through that particular thing may be in this lifetime, it may be when we step into eternity, but he will get you through it. And in the midst of all of it, understand this, that he is not some distant God who knows what you're going through, but is just watching from afar off. He is right there with you going through the valley. He understands what it's like, and he keeps those tears in his bottle. He remembers our sufferings and heartaches, and in his love, with his perfect reasons and such, he will take us through. Be encouraged in that. Uh, it doesn't always make it easier. It may not put a spring in your step, but there's hope that someday, some way, you will come through on the other side of the valley. But the Lord is there, and he's remembering every tear in the midst of the wandering, in the midst of those circumstances being changed, you know, multiple times, sometimes throughout a day that are just so difficult to deal with. He's there. So I want to pray for you. I don't know, you know, of course, what you might be going through, but God does. Right now, he knows where you're at. And he loves you. And you're precious to him. You're so precious that he suffered in our place on that cross. He loves you so much that he took on that weight that was so great that he sweat blood and he cried out on the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He's there for you. Father, I just pray for my brothers and sisters, anybody listening to this who is going through tough times right now, I ask that you would give them comfort, 
Give them wisdom. Give them strength. I ask you to wrap your arms around them and let them know in a tangible way that you are present with them in the midst of the hardships. And that, God, you will get them through. You are the God of all comfort. And, Father, thank you that when we go through things and you comfort us, your word tells us that in that we're able to comfort others with the comfort that we have been given. And so I ask God that you would open up opportunities for us to be your hands and your feet and your mouth and your heart to others who are suffering and to be a source of your comfort, your grace, your peace, your help, your love in their lives. So God, thank you for loving us. Thank you for being focused on us at all times and in those times of suffering, keeping our tears in your bottle, not missing a one, and bringing us your love and comfort in the midst of the trials and hardships of life. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. I pray that you have just a fantastic, uh, you know, week in the Lord as he just loves on you and that you are able just to wrap your mind around the fact that despite anything that might be going on, he's there with you and he loves you to death, literally. God bless you.